You ought to give praise to that great God that broke your chains and delivered you, set you free. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. You can be seated for a few moments. I do want to say a great big thank you. Now, if you're wondering what this is in my hand, it's a towel. If you're wondering why it's there, there you go. Hallelujah. It's hot on this platform. Is it hot out there? Okay, good. That means we're both in the same shape. Nana Pullen, it's good to see you. Hallelujah. Look back there. Lord, I didn't expect to see you in the house tonight, but why don't you just come preach right now? That, that'd be all right. It'll take her to, well, brother, everybody else took their time tonight, so why not? Hallelujah. I leaned over to Brother Crosby a while ago. I, he said, now, brother, we're going to try to get you on the floor real soon. I said, it doesn't matter, brother. I'm going to take my time. All these other brothers took their time. I'm going to take mine too. It'd be all right. Praise God. Praise God. And uh, uh, it's good to be among those that uh, I feel very confident believe the message of truth. Amen. There's been a few places that I've been before that said they believe the message of truth. And when I got started... I found out that uh, they didn't quite believe it like they said they believed it. Well, hallelujah. And uh, I believe I'm in good company tonight. I give honor to the memory of Elder Crosby. Sister Crosby, so good to see you. And what a fantastic man of God that we lost in our elder. And we give honor to the memory of Elder Crosby and his faithfulness here. Uh, 29 years, believes what you said, Sister. 27. 27 years. Amen. And uh, what a blessing. Good to see my friend, Brother Kitchens. And uh, he may not call himself my friend after tonight. But uh, if we can, we can still be friends after tonight, we're all right, Brother Kitchens. And all these other good brothers appreciate Brother Tim Taylor and his family coming down. It's evangelists working out of our church. And I'm so glad they're here tonight. Um, appreciate monitors. Yes. I appreciate monitors. You can give me a little more of them if you want to. And uh, hallelujah. It's not that I have to hear myself, but if I hear myself, I feel like you can hear me and I don't have to yell at you. How about that? Amen. Hallelujah. We're we going to be all right tonight. Everybody that's under the age of 35, everybody that's single, stand. If you're single in the house under the age of 35, stand up. Praise God. There's one back here, ladies. He's, he's standing. I'm just kidding. Stand up if you're under the age of 35. Stand up. Lord have mercy. Look, y'all, y'all act like y'all 50. You ain't 50. Stand up. God bless the Lord. There's some folks lying in the building tonight. Stand up. Lord Jesus. Anybody, all right, if, if you, if you're, um, now, when I say if you're single, I mean if you ain't married, okay? I don't mean I'm dating somebody, so I ain't single. You single. You, let me just tell you, you single. Until you married, you single. I don't care if you've been dating two weeks, you still ain't taken. All right. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to do my best to preach my socks off at you. Uh, 
the next little while. I'm, I'm going to do my best to just, just get it and preach to you in the next little bit. And while I'm preaching to them, I want the rest of you to get preached to for a little while too. Amen. I believe God's going to help us. I believe God's going to help us in this house tonight. God bless you. You can be seated. I just want you to know I believe the truth. I believe in preaching it without fear or favor. Brother Habley, we don't have no TV neither. Hallelujah. They ain't planning on getting one. Hallelujah. And I just got news for you. If you don't watch it, on a screen in front of you called a television, you better not be watching it on a screen called an iPhone. Well, praise God. Well, hallelujah. See, I done, I done, I done messed up going to meddling already tonight. But that's okay. I'm meddling home too, so. So it ain't no big deal. Praise God. Anybody ready for some preaching tonight? Just a little bit. The preacher, the preacher's in the house. And uh, that's not me. That's the good Lord Jesus. And if he'll preach tonight, we'll be all right. It's 833. Is it past anybody that's under 50's bedtime? All you folks that's over 50, you knew what was happening when you came tonight. You knew you were going to be up past bedtime. You just, you're in a bad case. And, but it's going to be all right in Jesus' name. And, uh, don't worry. I'm just making everybody comfortable tonight because, because I'm, I'm about to preach. Brother Cody Frederick, good to see you tonight. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. We'll begin to read it. Verse number one. Acts chapter 12. Verse number one. I believe we got a bunch of people in here that love God. Yes, sir. I just, I'm just going to go ahead and go on record and tell you the devils didn't come tonight. Come on. Come on now. All them folks that's full of the devil and don't want to do right. They in some parking lot somewhere. All right. Yes, sir. Come on now. Yes, sir. Let me get that thing off. All the devils that don't want to do right went to the movies tonight. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're right. Even if they're in your youth group. That's right. Well, well anyway. Yes, sir. You're right. Uh, all the devils that don't want to do right, they, they went to do something else tonight. They, they didn't come to church. I believe the reason you're here is because there's something in you Even if you're making mistakes, even if you don't quite have all your ducks in a row yet, I believe there's something in you that wants to do right and something in you that desires the things of God. Hallelujah. If it weren't that way... You'd be out there doing something out there tonight, but you're here because there's something in your heart that wants to do right. Amen. The reason I had them make this room up here with these altars is because if you need to shout, I want you to have room to shout. And if you need to get to the altar and pray in the next little bit, I want you to have room to get to the altar and pray. 
Hallelujah. Acts chapter 12, verse number 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had put, when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, the light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands, and the angel said unto him, Gird thyself. Bind on thy sandals, and so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel, and hath delivered me, watch this, pay very close attention, because you're going to miss the whole message if you don't catch these next few lines. And hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Hallelujah. For a little while tonight, I want to preach delivered from the expectations. Delivered from the expectations. Hallelujah. Before we pray, I want to say it's good to have my wife and my boys with me tonight. And I'm just going to tell you something. There ain't a preacher worth his salt whose wife won't back him up and live what he preaches. Amen. And I thank God for a wife that I've never had to fight with about whether to do right or whether... I thank God for a family that wants to do right and live for God and serve God. Amen. I'm preaching delivered from the expectation. God, thank you for your people in this place tonight. I thank you for every individual that's walked in this house. I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost I feel in this room right now. And I thank you that in the next little while you are going to work through the Spirit and the Word in the minds and hearts of men and women and boys and girls in this place tonight. And your spirit and word is going to create something awesome in us. In Jesus' name. And every 
Everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated tonight. We've gotten the qualifications out of the way. I like you. You like me. And we're going to be all right. If you don't like me, just see me after service. We'll go around back and resolve that little issue. Amen. Uh, but in, in our text tonight, we read a very familiar passage of Scripture. Most of you have probably read Acts the 12th chapter before. And uh, no doubt you've read it many times. If you have grown up in Sunday school, you probably heard the story of Peter coming out of prison and all of it's a nice story and just hang with me I'm not going to preach any more than two hours okay so just just hang with me I'm going to preach for just just a few minutes tonight uh, and uh, and so uh, it's it's a nice story it's a great uh, reading about Peter in prison and we rejoice and shout and thank God for a praying church that brought Peter out of prison I'll, I'll pause momentarily here and say that probably the greatest thing that you've got going in your favor, regardless of where you might be in your walk with God, regardless of the strength that you have or the weakness that you have, the greatest thing you've got going in your favor is there's a church praying for you. Oh, hallelujah. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're an adult. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor or a young person that seems to be struggling just to keep your head above the water. And it seems like you're doing everything you can to survive spiritually. I'm going to tell you the best thing that you've got going for you is there's a church that's praying and calling on the name of the Lord for your deliverance. Hallelujah. I, I, I find it very interesting. You, you take a look and you'll see that, uh, it was Herod that had stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. That's a type of the devil. I just want to tell you, you don't ever get to a place in your life where the devil's not after you. You, you don't ever arrive at a spiritual point. You don't ever get so spiritual that the devil don't want you. If you're in this place tonight, I, I promise you the devil's got a target on your back, whether you're the pastor or the pastor's kid. Well, hallelujah. Whether, whether you're the youth pastor or his wife or you just walked in off the street, the devil's got a target on your back and every day of your life, he's after you. He wants you. My God have mercy. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I'm going to just tell you, there's been a lot of times in my life that I've observed. Now, you can say what you want to. I hadn't pastored very long, but I pastored long enough. It don't take long to figure out a few things. I found out, Brother Habley, there's some good folks that can get in some bad situations. I found out that, that there's people that really got a good heart and they really want to serve God. I, I found out there's even young people that they don't intend to get in the messes they're in. They, they don't intend to get in the difficulties they're in. They, they just... Well, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe you grew up grew up in a sterile environment. Maybe, maybe the world in which you live don't have parents on drugs, but kids trying to do right. May, may. 
maybe the world that you're living in, there, there, there ain't no problems in homes. And maybe everybody in your church is from a solid home where mom and dad both serve God. But I just got news for you. I, I know a few people whose mamas is devils. I know a few people whose daddies is devils and, and Brother Short Ridge Mama's doing everything she can. I, she, she's bringing them to church ever, and it's everything she can do just to get them to the house of God. And then every other weekend they got to go to daddy's house. And daddy don't give two rips what they do and what they're seeing and what they're watching. Matter of fact, he sets, am I preaching in this house right now? Matter of fact, he sets them down in front of it. Baby, you need to watch this. Baby, if you going to come over here, you going to do what? we want to do over maybe you live in a stale and I'm talking about the real world right now uh, hallelujah maybe the world you live in your kids don't associate with anybody that ain't in the church but I've got news for you you can preach against social media if you want to but it is an issue of our age and, and preach against it all you want to as long as there's a cell phone and as long as there's an iPad and as long as there's the modern technology, they're going to have the capacity to get involved. I'm telling you, there's stuff in this world that kids don't intend to get into and prisons and things that come and bind them. They didn't do it intentionally, but Herod's just out to get them. The devil's out to destroy them. That's why you got to have a praying church. That's why you got to have a praying pastor. That's why you gotta be a prayer warrior yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. I, I just got word recently of a church somewhere between Maine and California and Canada and the Gulf Coast. I wanted to narrow it down for you, let you know where it was. I, I just got word of a church where a good young man, that, that, uh, they were doing everything they could, uh, grandparents raising him, but the kids were doing everything they could trying to make sure. And this guy had a, a, a brother, about 21 years old, an absolute idiot and a moron. That decided to start bringing marijuana in and giving it to this kid about 14 years old and allowing him to smoke marijuana with him. And the parents and grandparents doing everything they could, but the devil slipped in in the side door. Honey, I got news for you. We're not living in a sterile world anymore. We're not living in a world where there's no pressure. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's a world where the devil's out to get you. Herod stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. I'm going to go over here on this side because the air conditioner is operating. Herod stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And the Bible said that he reached out and got a hold of Peter. He'd already killed James. With the sword, he reached out and got, you know, if I was God, I wouldn't let the devil get anybody that really wanted to do right. All right. Come on, Dale. All right. Come on. That's it. Well, come on. See, I'm messing with you right now. If I was God, I'd just block the devil off and, and if I was God, I, I just wouldn't make let it have any appeal. If I was God, sin wouldn't be any fun. Did I just say that? 
Because whoever tells you sin ain't fun is a liar. I'm too big to hide and I'm not scared at all tonight because I got a little Bible for you. The Word of God says that there are pleasures in sin. But I must remind you that they are only for a season. And when the season changes, the fun runs out. Well, thank God. Hallelujah. And, and you, when the season runs out, you wake up in prison. Because the reality is, you find yourself in a place where you're not doing sin. Sin's doing you. See, let me, let me preach just a moment here. I'm preaching to young people in this room right now. Your pastor don't know and your parents don't know. And there's a good possibility your best friend don't even know. I can get a little closer if I need to tonight. But I'm telling you, I'm preaching to young people in this room. You found yourself in a situation and you wondered, how did I ever get here? I don't understand how I got to this point. I, I'm from a better church than that. I, I got better parents than that. I, I, I got a better pastor than that. If, oh God, it would break their heart if they knew just that I got here. It, it, would, it would absolutely destroy them if they found out I got in this mess. And I'm going to tell you what the devil will do. The devil will come up on your shoulder and he'll say, since you're here, you might as well give up and not even try and throw in the towel and just quit even try. I just want to pause and tell you there's bigger sins than that beneath the blood. And what the devil wants to do what the devil will do is he will magnify the issue in your mind. I youth pastored for eight years. Bless my heart. It would have been a wonderful experience if it weren't for the parents. I'm going to help some of you pastors out tonight for a few moments here. It would have been a wonderful experience if it weren't for the parents. Because you always had these one or two parents that thought their, their young person was just more mature than their age. And they were just so mature. Who they good at pulling the wool over somebody's eyes. I tell you something, a 14 year old is still a 14 year old. And a 17 year old is still a 17 year old. That's you, brother. You're raising your hand. You're 17. Is that you raising your hand? Well, praise God. God bless you. He's 17, ladies. And, and are you taken? Okay, praise God. He's not married. I just want you to know he's not married. He's right over there. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and tell you. And it don't matter if you got the Holy Ghost or if you don't. I'm going to pick on you, brother, if that's okay. If it's not, I'm still going to do it, all right? You got the Holy Ghost? I'm fixing to pinch the fire out of you. Come on. Come on. My God, have mercy. Well, if I could get some fat, I'd pinch it. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Ain't no fat there to pinch, brother Habley. 
<laughs> I get his ear out here. I go, whoo, did you feel that? You know why you felt that? Because even though you got the Holy Ghost, you still got flesh. Oh, Jesus. See, all right, all right. We're all conservative, Holy Ghost, feel apostolic from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. We don't believe in nothing. All right, I'm just telling you, if it's wrong, we don't believe in it. Okay, that, that's all there is to it. I believe it that strong. Yes, sir. I just want to cover everything. Make sure it's all covered, all right? All right. But let me tell you something. In our movement, uh-huh. in our movement, one of the incredible downfalls of our movement, I believe it's straight. It's got to be preached straight. If it ain't preached straight, you might as well not preach at all. It ain't preaching if it ain't straight preaching. That's that's just all there is to it. But there's another side of that as well. But if we're not careful, we'll preach so hard and so strong. And these kids sit in our churches and they look at us and they hear the word of God going forth. And if we're not careful, the enemy will use our own words against us. And while we preach and preach and preach, and we should preach and preach and preach and preach, but all the while there's a kid sitting there going, there ain't no hope out of this situation. If anybody ever finds out I got here, if anybody ever finds out I'm in this mess, I'm in trouble. My mama's going to throw me out of the house. They're going to throw me out of the church. I've been there and seen it done where they threw them out of the church for, for this and that and the other. Let me just tell you something. I'll just remind you there was a place that Jesus looked around and he said, let me tell you something, boys. He that's without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. I just want to preach to a young person tonight and let you know, look around you. If you're young in this building tonight, look around you. You'll see a few older folks in this house. Let me tell you why they're still here. They're not still here because they never made a mistake. They're still here because in spite of their mistake, they kept coming and they kept reaching and they kept trying and they kept wanting to become... I told you I was going to take my time and preach. I'm about a quarter of the way through. Peter's kept in prison. Prayers made unto God of the church without ceasing. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord came walking in that prison. And the light shined in that prison. I don't have time to prove it to you. Just trust me. Check your Bible. I'm, I'm right. If you don't believe me, just go check your Bible. I'm, I'm, I'm right. You check the book of Revelation, you'll find out that when he wrote to the angel of the churches, he was writing to the pastors of the church. Yes, sir. Let me just remind you. See, I, you, I, I got folks in this building tonight. Look, if, if you don't like this preaching, don't buy the CD. That's all I can tell you. 
You're going to say that man's contradicting himself. Well, here goes. I done told you that there's hope after your mistake. But in order for there to be hope after your mistake, there's got to be a man of God that will step in your world and let the light shine. Because if you don't ever know you're in prison, you'll never understand your need to get out. Ah, hallelujah. But here comes the angel of the Lord. You know what the angel of the Lord did? Can you, can you lay down on the floor and get up easily? Good, come here, help me. Lord have mercy. Am I going to embarrass the fire to you? Good, how old are you? Where are you from? Seminary, Mississippi. Seminary, Mississippi. Who's pastor? Brother Blackledge. Brother is your pastor. I'm going to pick on him, Brother Blackledge. Is that okay? Good, lay down on that floor right there for me. On your back. Can everybody see him? Ain't hardly nobody can see you, bud. Don't hit your head on that bench right there. Can everybody see him? There ain't many folks can see you. I'm saying that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that to just let you know you you, can, you you don't have to worry about it. Most of these folks can't see you anyway. They don't know what you look like laying there. Of the Lord walks in, and the Bible said that He smote him on the side. I wonder what He would do if I just kicked the fire out of him right now on the side. You got broke ribs, anything? Okay, good. Hallelujah. What you sensing up for, man? I ain't gonna kick you hard. Is this all right tonight? If, if, if it's not, just it'll be all right. Angel Lord walks in, and goes wham. You feel that? Okay, well, it woke you up. Okay, good. good. Peter woke up, I'm sleepy out of his eyes. Hey, Lord said, What are you doing? Now, I know it's not KJV, and we preach out the KJV most of the time. All right. All right. I let that soak in. If you preach out of it all the time, that's good for you, too. Hallelujah. Hey! Get up, man. He said, what, what, what you talking about? I'm going to preach. You stay right there. I'm going to preach a minute. Don't move. You'll scare me. I might be armed. <laughs> Don't ask to see. You okay? All right. What do you mean, get up? My hands are bound. Uh-huh. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's right. Yeah. What do you mean, get up? Come on, man. Come on. You want me to clap and worship, but... but uh-huh. Yeah. Come on, now, man. You want me to get with it, but... Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to worship over condemnation. That's right. I'm not an evangelist. I'm a pastor. So I'm going to pastor for 30 seconds here. If your pastor preaches something different, he's right, I'm wrong. I pastor in Grenada, he pastors where you live. But I'm going to pastor for 30 seconds. It's hard to run the aisles over condemnation. It's hard to get out and pray, pray it down by the bucket full when the devil's holding something over your head. It's hard to stand and clap them hands and... 
worship and get with it and then cause cause the preacher can tell when it's fake. Believe it's just getting good. <laughs> Preacher can tell when, when, when it's all kind. Of, it, it's hard to worship over, over the condemnation in your world. Come on, come on. See, I'm I'm preaching to people tonight in this room. You know what I'm talking about because you're experiencing it right now. Let me tell you something. When your angel of the Lord walks into your prison house and says, "Hey, hey, get up." Was that too hard? Okay, good. Not many marks on you. Hey, ladies, don't worry about him after service, okay? I've been kicking on him up here. He's going to look rough. <laughs> when the angel of the Lord walks in and says, Hey, 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 get up, get up. It's hard to get up when the devil's hanging stuff over your head. Remember what you did? Remember what you said? Remember what's going on in you? Here you are all bound up. That's why the light shined in the prison. Let me tell you, when the angel of the Lord said, get up, the Bible said that Peter just kind of get up. I don't need to help you, son. Just get up, get up, and get up. There you go. The Bible said that he started. No, 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 come here, come here. I'm not through with you. Lord, have mercy. You're running off. You're running off on me. Just hang tight. You want me to pick on somebody else? I will next time. <laughs> if there's a next time. <laughs> Here he is. He got up. Do you know why he got up? It's because when the angel of the Lord walked in and he spoke a word from God to him. There is power in the word of God that is spoken to you. When God started creating a world, He created it through the power of His Spirit and His Word. The Spirit was moving, and there was a Word that was spoken. And whatever God said was able to happen in that moment. Hallelujah. That's why when the angel stepped in and gave him a word from the Lord, the chains fell off from his hands and he was able to step in. Oh, hallelujah. I've got news for you, young person. When your preacher steps into your prison and goes to preaching to you, I want to tell you it doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what hell hangs over your head. And it really doesn't matter what the mistakes you made when the preacher goes to preaching the chains will fall off you can lift your hands I said you can come out of the whatever prison you might be in see I'm fixing to address some elephants in the room just be seated See, we want to talk about drug addiction and we want to talk about alcohol addiction and we want to talk about nicotine addiction. And let me just tell you something. It don't matter if you puff it or dip it. It's still wrong. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're right. But we don't like to address the things that are more easily hidden. Like your pornography habit on your computer. 
We, we get nervous when we start addressing things like sexting. Oh my God, did the preacher just say that? I said it, and I'll say it again. If you don't know what that means, let me just tell you. It's when they're sending pictures back and forth over their cell phones of one another. Don't get quiet on me now. If you get quiet, I feel like I need to sit down on this and preach a little while. This song's like, I'm going to shout now. My God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let him keep moving. Nah, I'm, I'm going to park here for a few minutes. Come on, come on, preach. Come on. Lay on, elder. See, we, 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 we want to talk about stuff like television. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm again it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we don't want to talk about stuff more easily hidden. All right. Preach it. Like all that bitterness that'll bind you up. Well, you're going to sleep on me. We 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 want to talk about, but but I'm, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of stuff that'll bind you up. And, and let me pause right here and just say, don't mistake your pastor's silence on a subject for approval of it. If you're in this house and you preach against Facebook, God bless you. I respect that. If you preach against Facebook, I, I, I respect that. But I know, I know young folks who say, pastor preaches against Facebook, but he don't preach against Instagram, so it must not be nothing wrong with it. Pastor preach against, see, I'm fixing a mess with somebody right now. Pastor preach against going to the football game, but he don't say nothing about the baseball game, so. must not be nothing wrong with it. Uh, pa 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 Pastor preach. He, he, you know, he, he, he preach against dating outside the church, but, but he don't say nothing about dating that devil that's inside the church, so must not be. And you mistake his silence for his approval. It's not necessarily that way. That a man called me. We talking here sometime back. He's somewhere between Maine and California, somewhere between Canada and the Gulf Coast. So I can narrow it down real good for you there and let you let you know right where he is. <laughs> he said he had a devil in his church. Well, might as well been. Because I got news for you. Anybody that'll try to lead somebody else the wrong direction. Is antichrist in their world? Let me just tell you, young person, if you got somebody trying to lead you away from God, he's antichrist or she is antichrist in your world. How long have I been preaching, Brother Crosby? It don't matter. Don't don't worry about it. It don't matter. He said this. This. I'm trying to be nice tonight, Lord. I'm trying to be nice. Holy he preached against Hollywood. Hollywood. Preaching against Hollywood. Hollywood. Preaching against Hollywood. Brother Kitchens, he had this poor thing. Bless her heart. She had to have been missing some fries. She might have got the toys, Sister Hobley. 
That might have been the only thing she got out the whole box. But, but, she was gathering up young people, taking them over to a house and sitting there watching movies. He brought her in and said, said oh, 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 we, we talked about this. We got a problem here. The problem is I'm probably fixing to hurt you. <laughs> That's what he wanted to say. Because I get real protective when folks start messing with my young people. I, 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 you do too, don't you, Sister Shorty? I, I can see that, that sweet face right there. It probably gets red and you about to take somebody out over some young people. Don't mess with my babies. I, he said, I got a question for you. What made you think that was all right? She said, well, Pastor, you preach against Hollywood. He said, no kidding. She said, these was made in Nashville. He said, you ain't that dumb. You ain't that dumb. You know. Don't mistake your pastor's silence. Well, he didn't say, he didn't say, in, if it's made in Nashville, we can watch it. Don't get nervous, it's going to get worse. And what the devil does is he'll throw you in that prison. And he'll have you. Oh, but let me tell you something. When the angel of the Lord comes in your world and starts preaching the good word of God to you, your only way out is through the preached word of God. Your only way out is through the word of God being spoken in your world. Get up! Hallelujah. I got to hurry because I only got two more hours to preach. The Bible said Peter went through three wards. I got news for you. If you're in prison tonight, if you've never repented of your sins, been water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and received the gift of the Holy Ghost as evidenced by speaking with other tongues, you need it in this house tonight. See, you thought I was through, but I just, that's, that's my first message. I'm fixing to preach the second. Because we all know that the devil expects us to fail. And we can deal with that because we expect it out of him. Right? 
But the Bible said that when Peter stepped out of that prison, the Bible said that he looked around and he said, I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and he has delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And he has delivered me from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. The only thing that somebody has to create expectations of you on is based on what's happened in your past. Is based on what the track record shows. Well, there it comes again. It's Sunday night. Here he comes for the 15th time in a row to the altar. I hope he gets it right this time. And what you're sitting there thinking as you're coming to an altar is I've made so many mistakes and I've been here so many times and it's just what is expected out of me. It looks like... The old devil will get on your shoulder and say, See, uh, that's just what we expected out of you. And it might come in the form of somebody sitting beside you on the row that says, why in the world are you going to that altar tonight? You know you'll never be in a different. It's what you've always been. It's the way it's always going to be. It may come in the form of somebody sitting behind you that you're just following in their footsteps. It may come in the form of your own brain working on you. Because you'll sit in the house of God and the preach word will go forth and there'll be something that says, I can get free, I can get free, I can come out. But there's a thing goes off in your brain says, what you've always been is what you'll always be. There's no hope. You're never coming out. You're never going to get free. You're never going to, you might as well quit trying. You're never going to break free from that pornography addiction. You're never going to break free from that alcohol addiction. You're never going to break free from that lifestyle that you're living. You don't have it in you. You don't have it in you. I'm telling you that God has stepped in this place tonight and there's a preacher preaching and there's a light shining and God says come out. Come out. Come out. I don't care how long you've been there. I don't care what the expectations of society are on you. Be seated. I'm almost started. That boy's just like his daddy. Got the same problems as daddy had. That boy, if he didn't have so much as daddy in him, he could. But we don't expect nothing else out. We, we expect him just to be that way because that's the way his daddy's always been. And his daddy's an idiot. He'll always be an idiot. I, is, that, is, that, is that a bad word? I'm sorry. He's got a brain in his head and he's full of the devil. That's the way he's always going to be. And, and just, that, that's just the way it happens. And that, that girl's going to be sorry just like her mama's always been. And that. Come on now. Ain't, ain't no hope for that girl. Oh, oh, you thought I was talking about folks in the world saying that. Come on. Come on. 
I was talking about folks in the church. I'm going to sit down and talk to you a few minutes. That's okay. Oh, comprende con poquito. Poquito. Muy poquito. Gloria a Dios. I got to talk to her though. There she goes to that altar again. You know, I done about got to the place I feel like I'm wasting my time going up there and praying with her. Oh, it's probably don't happen in nobody's church that's here tonight, but... But I've tried to preach a revival or two in a place where it did. Notice I said I tried. Well, there he goes again. Lord, he ain't never going to mount to nothing. He's going to come in pray in this revival and he's going to go right in two weeks you ain't going to see him. We just going to waste our time up there and our energy trying to pray for the thing. He'll probably be drunk again tomorrow night. If I quoted you, you need to pray through. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If I got close to quoting you, you need to pray through. Because that's what it'll always be. Just rotten, filthy. Don't even want to serve God. He's just up there for the show. Come on, man. Come on, brother. Yeah. Sound like I've been somewhere, don't I? <laughs> you know, if she had a daddy worth a flip, come on, and show her a little attention, she'd probably be all right. But her daddy ain't—he's sorry. And what's gonna happen is she's gonna pray through at youth camp. And come school time, she's gonna be run off with some little old boy. It happens every year. And it's called expectations. And if you ask, if you ask them, they'll go, Oh, I got high expectations for all these kids. And expectations are created by our track record. That's good. Cause that's the way it's always been. Yes, sir. Another time at an altar. See, I'm preaching to young people in this room right now. You, you, you're sitting there thinking right now. If I go to the altar tonight and I try to get a hold of God, all that's going to happen is I'm going to go right out that door and next week it's going to be the same old situation all over again and I'm going to fight the same old battle and I'm going I'm to deal with the same old junk and when I got to go to my daddy's house next weekend, it's going to be the same old mess and, and I just got to put up with him and all the junk that he has and all the stuff that he puts in front of me and I, and I, I, I just don't know that I can have it. I, 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 
Matter of fact, my expectations for myself ain't all that high. I'm preaching to adults in this house tonight. If I get up and go to that altar and pray tonight, I know I might pray good and tears going to roll down my face and I'm going to feel the good presence of God, but, but it's just going to be like it's always been. I really can't expect much more because that's just what the track record's shown me. That's just Matter of fact, I don't even go pray much anymore because I don't even go pray much anymore because it just don't seem like it's working. Feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. And I've reduced myself to sitting bound on a pew. Because of the expectations. I'm telling you, there's a preacher in this house tonight. And the angel of the Lord walked in here and he gave a word straight to you. And I'm telling you, God's thundering in somebody's world right now. It's... And all you can hear, the voice of the enemy is almost silenced in your world. And all you can hear, there's a preacher saying, you need to try one more time. Come on, there's a word saying, get up from where you are. You can come out. You can come out. I'm going to give somebody a word from God tonight. Tonight in this house, God does not want you to just be delivered from the hand of Herod, but God wants you to be delivered from the negative expectations that have surrounded you. I'm telling you, you can leave this place tonight set free, delivered. You can walk out liberated by the power of God. Let's stand, let's stand, let's stand. Somebody come help me right now. Somebody come to the keyboard right now. Quick, 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 quick. The Holy Ghost is moving in this house. I preach what I preach tonight, not to condemn one soul, but to let you know it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter how hard the devil may seem to have you. There's deliverance in this house. Come on, uh, hold on a second. I want everybody in this house to lift your hands. Let me tell somebody, there's hope after this. There's hope after this. You need to step out in that aisle right now 
and you need to make your way to this altar and you need to lift your hands and you need to tell God I want to be delivered not only from Herod but I want to be delivered from the expectations preachers come help me right now I need some preachers to come help me right now Come on, God says uh, you can be delivered uh, from the expert. Come on, young people, come, 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 come right now. Uh, I don't care what the devil said to you. Uh, I don't care what the devil's throwing in your face right now. Come on out, all of you in this house tonight. Get yourself up here to this front. Uh, I want to be delivered. Uh, I want to be delivered. Uh, I want to be delivered.